Hello, welcome to the World Cafe Podcast. This podcast has been designed with curated content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Isobuye, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words, for it is the unit of creation. I trade in words to profit my world. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Ah, the World Cafe live show. Yes, I am your host, Amakri Isoboye. And you know how we do it in the studio. When we come in, ah, we just want that energy to go through, you know, the studio and everybody watching. Yes, how are you? How's your day been? Wherever you are, don't worry. Yes, as long as we are alive, yeah, there is hope. You're wondering, what are we going to be doing today? Wonderful. I have a doctor with me in the house today. Not that kind of doctor you're thinking about now. Not the NDBS kind of doctor. I have a career doctor with me today. Yes. Relax. I'll bring her on board. Yes. Her name is Kemi Oye. You will appreciate it when she comes on. You know, the first time I encountered Kemi, you know, there's this energy that she brings, you know, to that discourse, you know, to, 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 to that platform. When she's speaking, you'll be wondering, she's more English than the English, if you want me to use that. <laughs> All right, enough of that. I know you're dying to see her. Where is she? Where is she? She's somewhere. Blah, 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 blah. There she is. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. <laughs> Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. Yes. You're just me laugh. Me oh, you're laughing. Come on. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do on the I mean on this show. You know, we bring that energy. People, you're seeing the face and hearing the voice of Kemi Oye. Who is she? She calls herself the career doctor. Well, let me not go too much into that. She will tell us why she is the career doctor. How are you doing, Kemi? I'm very well, very, very well. I'm excited to be here today and I really I want to imagine. thank you. Um, just to have me here is, is really a privilege. So I'm really pleased. I don't say that because it's the thing to say. I say that because I genuinely mean it. I know that every time I'm called to speak or I, you know, in any way, shape or form, I know yeah. that it's always always a privilege so i'm just here to say thank you so much for having me pleasure is mine so who is kenny oye the career doctor wow okay that's that's really an interesting question so whilst i can reel off my bio right because typically yeah. right people would go through their bio and you know say all of this but i'm just gonna be a bit different in that I'm going to say to you that I'm I'm a mother of two children, a wife of one husband, <laughs> one husband <laughs> of um, a sister, um, you know, and um, an aunt, 
Um, and yeah, so I'm that first mm. before I'm anything else. And I'm a child of God. Wonderful. So I like to say all of that before I then go into the what do I do and all of that. So that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that's who Kemi is. Good, great, great, great. So what do you do? Now we know Kemi, a mother, a wife, uh, uh, a homemaker, a sister, an aunt, and and all that. And on top of it, a child of God. Awesome. So who is she in terms of career? And she calls herself the career doctor. Okay. It's really simple, right? So for me, it's about my identity. So, you know, I, I and I can talk about my journey, but I'll, I'll cut that for now and just tell you what a career doctor does, right? Yeah. So if you just separate the two words, a doctor is somebody who you typically go to if you're unwell, right? right. So you're unwell, you have adverse health. So you have an issue with your health and you go and see a doctor. You're in front of a doctor and they're asking you all these questions to try and get a diagnosis of what exactly is wrong with you. And once you tell them how you're feeling and you know all of they've taken all the they've almost like done a triage of your, your well-being, then they then prescribe what they think you need, right? So that's what a doctor right. does. Simple. A career doctor is somebody you go to and say, my career is in a mess. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm stuck. I'm confused. I'm frustrated. I don't even know what career I want. And then you go to the career doctor and they ask you all these thought-provoking questions to find out what exactly is it that you should be doing and what are you doing. What they do is have a prescription to say, this is what I think based on what you've told me. So that's that's the career doctor. <laughs> Good. Now, you know, the first time I, I heard you speak, I asked myself, is that an English lady or a Nigerian? <laughs> you understand? Uh, uh, the way she plays with words and with the accent and all that. Okay, relax. Let, let's, let's hear from her. How did you come about all of this? Now we know who you are or what you do as a career doctor, but come on, how did you come about this, uh, what I call it, persona or person, the speaking, the articulation, elocution, and what have you, how did you come about that? So I think it goes way back to when I was very young, right? So I was born in the UK, and when I was about seven years old, my parents went back to Nigeria. So I lived in Nigeria, didn't really like it, didn't flow, was kind of bullied, told me, everyone told me I had a white first name, time, I'm a white the girl. The first time I'm hearing a Nigerian saying, I didn't enjoy living in Nigeria. <laughs> no, I, didn't. I didn't, because I was young, right? And I right. had, as you do, you know how children can be really awful, right? And they just exactly. pick on you, they pick on you for various reasons. And so I didn't, to start off with, I didn't like it. But as time okay. went on, I, I, I adjusted to the whole whole system. Yeah. And I was always singled out, always singled out for my for my difference, always singled out. And then, um, yeah, went through life. So I did my, I finished my primary, secondary, 
Um, and then after secondary school, I came back to the UK. Now, where where all of this is coming from, and it's interesting, is when I was in Nigeria, as my getaway from everyone and everything that I was going through, um, I would often sit down in front of TV, right, and just watch a newsreader read the news. And I always looked and said, one day I'm going to be like that person who's a newsreader. So I've always been fascinated with how people look, how people speak, how they carry themselves. I've always been fascinated about the whole thing. So that's where it started. And then when I came back to the UK, of course, um, I was told I couldn't do the course that I wanted to do because I didn't get the grades and blah, blah, blah. And long story short, I, you know, veered into a different course. But I've always been fascinated about the being able to communicate in a way that people get, being able to come across as... I want to listen to that person because they've got something to say. So that's that's what it is. It's not so much I speak Yoruba very fluently, right? Very fluent. Speak Yoruba. Very fluent. Yes, 100%. Whoa. Oh my goodness. One line. One, one line. One line for us before we continue. What do you want me to say? <laughs> anything, to say? anything in Yoruba. Because the truth is, if somebody hears you and say you speak Yoruba, you speak Yoruba just like you know when we're in school before we get to that uh somebody looked at me once i'm from calabari the from river state the southern part nigeria and they looked at me i was like all these children that they brought up in lagos and blah 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 they don't even know their roots and what have you and i was just listening and looking at the guy talking and all that and when he finished i went into the deepest part of our language and i responded to him he was shocked. Like, you mean you can speak the language as you think? What do you think before? <laughs> because at home, the rule is no English. We speak the native language. So hearing you say that, I can relate. But I want you, I want you to say something in Yoruba. Okay. Maybe it's sentence or something. Let me share an experience with you and I'll speak Yoruba in the middle. So many moons ago, well, many years ago, I went to a hairdresser to do my hair. Obviously, this was like a Nigerian salon. And they didn't know I could speak Yoruba because at the time, they probably thought she's West Indian, can't do anything, can't speak anything. And the hair that I was going to do was very expensive at the time for somebody my age, maybe. But anyway, I, I liked doing my hair at the time. So I got to the salon and then two ladies were talking, talking, talking. And then the next thing, they're talking about me in Yoruba. And I was like... I'm sure they don't realise that I can hear what they're saying. They carried on. So the first one said, oh, um, she, I wonder how old she is. How can she be doing hair this expensive? And guess what? It's probably her boyfriend that pays for it. And, got them. and she went on and on. And honestly, I was with a friend and I said to my friend, do you know they're talking about me and I can hear what they're saying, obviously under my breath. And she was like, what? And you're sitting there to say nothing. I'm like, no, I won't say anything. I'll just see how far they're going to take this. And they were going. So in the end, I had to say, Auntie, have you not said enough? As in, have you not? Say that. Say, say, say that again. Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> because said, now you just brought out the Yoruba. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I said, Auntie, she could see to him. Ah, it's a thing. So I think. 
the woman almost imagine that feeling she felt like oh my goodness and this girl has been sat here listening to everything i have to say and she's not said a word till i left the salon an hour later the woman couldn't say a word i think she was so so shocked that oh my goodness how could she just keep quiet all this time but yeah so you had me speak here right right <laughs> Yeah, very, very, very. Because the truth is, you know, when people hear you speak, you know, and you command that language on a global stage, they they think they just say to themselves, maybe you fell from heaven or something like. Not knowing that, without you know, you disciplined yourself. You're coming from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. You're coming from somewhere. You know, and somehow your tenacity and. Uh, focus has brought you this far riding on the grace of god you know so when you now tell people you know i'm in nigeria and you now flip into that the nigerianness you know ninja to the bones and it's just like wow we know no see this person they like me <laughs> um, you know wonderful 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 so now how you doctor Mm-hmm. it is more inclined to the hr practice and all that what i mean what has it been like for you over this period so i think it's been twofold it's been twofold so the first is okay. my own 95 if you like and then my own 5 to 9 mandate what god has mm. assigned to do so it's been very very stretching so the yeah. last i'd say 18 months have been incredibly hard incredibly hard um and i say that because i've been through a, a number of things so both my parents died within 9 months right last year so my mother died on the 1st of april last year my father died oh. in january this year so all in the space of 9 months both parents gone so sorry. That that's it's one of those things isn't it. And mm. you 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 have to then balance that against God has assigned you to do something so you keep going because yeah. you can't lose sight of everything that's happening around you. That's happened. You need to almost park it and keep that focus and discipline and consistency because really it's about you being here. You being here and you know not just taking up space but you being there and being impactful you yeah. being the person that god has assigned you to be as well as having to do my 9 to 5 work which i absolutely love so i have my career my 9 to 5 in hr hrm right um so i work as a head of strategic hr and od within i don't know if you know this organization it's called nhs england and improvement So it's basically the the headquarters if you like of all the NHS trusts across the country. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's something about the NHS yeah. I think. Yeah, right. so so where I work is is called the NHS England and Improvement. So it's really a to put it in very simple terms so you don't get lost. It's the admin body or the headquarters 
of every NHS organisation, which is a hospital, across the whole of the country, across England. We sort of set the direction for all of those providers and clinical commissioning groups. It's a bit detailed, but I'm not going to go into too much much of it. My job is a national role. So I pretty much have a national role, but I also have regional clients. So I, I support regional clients, but I work in a national capacity. Very challenging, very stretching, um, very strategic, very demanding. So I couldn't possibly do my job in a nine to five in that space. And then on top of that, you've got your, this is what God has assigned you to do. And therefore you've got to keep building. You've got to have a framework. You've got to have a process and a structure around all those things that you know, God has asked you to do as the career doctor because it's a name that I haven't given myself it's a name that God has God gave me during my soul searching um, journey yeah yeah wonderful so you 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 you're juggling what I say two balls now you know the 95 and the career doctor how do you practice this, the, the career doctor? How do you practice it? Correction. Within the context of your nine to five. Correction. I was reflecting on what you just said yesterday morning, and I thought to myself, I've got four jobs. Four jobs. Four, four jobs. So my nine to five is two jobs. There's no way you can do it in, it, it's two jobs. It's really clear. And then I have my career doctor stuff, which is my third job. And then I have the job as a wife, mother, sister. That because mm. that is the job in itself. Um, regardless of how you play it or see it, they're all intertwined. You cannot separate those things. Is what what, what I feel. So yeah, so I've got four jobs. What was the question again? Because I'm I'm losing. How I'm do you practice? Yeah. How do you practice that career doctor? You know, how do you? Aside your nine to five, yeah. how do you as in, go about it, the career doctor, that okay. space? Okay, so I think for me, it's about knowing how to integrate carefully. So it's not about juggling per se, but it's about how do all those things, how can they be, how can I navigate those four jobs seamlessly so it doesn't seem as though Okay, I'm in my mother space now. I'm in my five to nine space now. I'm in my nine to five space now. So it's almost like finding the art of making sure that all those things are somehow linked and a bit fluid. And so when you ask me about the career doctor thing, um, I do that. Obviously, I do that outside of my nine to five because it's you know, they're paying for me to do a job in, within nine to five. But after that, I then veer off into, okay, this is what I need to do. So I have a map of, this is what I need to achieve for the month of August. I'm starting to get people in my corner to help me with these things and build. So this is what I would say to you. I have a virtual board. Have you ever heard of a virtual board? So... When I say a virtual board, I have, you know, like how you have a board of directors, right? I have a virtual board of people, of directors, mm-hmm. uh, that help me right. achieve what I need to achieve. 
so I've got, and I don't know if you've heard about the four leadership archetypes. Yeah, so you've got the chief, you've got the warrior, mm-hmm. you've got the yeah. um, wizard, and you've got the friend, right? Mm. So the four right. types of people that I have in my corner who then help me navigate my whole career, Dr. Life. Okay, without that board, I cannot successfully do what I do. Now, it's not to say that I've told these people that you're on the board, but in my mind, I've kept them on my board. So they all serve different purposes, different functions, yeah. without yeah. them knowing. But this is, this is how I manage what I do. If I hear you correctly, you know, you, you're, you're, you're doing what I call living within the space, no, finding the space within the spaces. You know, yeah. and at the same time, putting a structure to go through the spaces. You know, every uh, Philadelphia, which we all are, I mean, you know, I know, sitting under his tutelage and all that. The first time I had a one on one with him, and we were talking about uh, uh, balancing, he used a word that somehow described what has been in my mind. It's not balancing per se, it is integrated. You know, you being able to like navigate, just like you have described now, but your ability to go through all of this seamlessly and being together. And one thing that came to my mind was the story of Jesus being led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. You can imagine he was being led by the spirit. So it's like, you don't know this space like I know this space. So hop on, I'll take you through. So when you talked about the, when you mentioned the virtual board, it is like, these are the people God has put around me to help me go through it, to help me go through it, you know, to help me like navigate. I I can't take all of this by myself. And it's it's one mistake a lot of us make when we have this huge dreams, huge whatever, we just feel like I can do it all by myself and all that. Hey, hey, hold your horses. You need to ask for help. You know, you need to ask for help. And that is what you have just presented, a virtual board. And at the same time, trying to go through the space within the spaces. So, so, so important um, to have. And it's not just about having people in your corner. It's having the right people. Right people. Right? So having yeah. the right people that will challenge you, that will yeah. stretch you, that would mm-hmm. make you think differently, that would mm-hmm. love you. So you yeah. need all those people for that, for you to, to, to be able to do what you're called to do. And I think there's also something to be said about the work that I do as a career doctor also flows into my day-to-day, right? Really? So if I'm having a conversation, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you an example. I was recently moved yeah. to head up a different team recently, about five weeks ago. And I noticed somebody on the team, in my old team actually, some, I noticed when I started that this girl was not motivated, wasn't engaged, She'd come to meetings late, just completely disengaged. And I observed her for two weeks, 
right? I didn't say anything, didn't question her about being late, nothing. So I then booked in a one-to-one with her and said, I need to have a chat with you, let's, let's talk. I was in that one-to-one for about an hour and a half with her. She thought an hour's too much. What am I going to say to, what am I going to talk to Kemi about? Yeah. An hour and a half. She was crying in the middle of it. She was laughing in the middle of it. And at the end of it, she was like, that is the best one-to-one I've ever had. Now, what did I do? I asked her about, how do you feel about work? Do you love what you do? This is the career doctor speaking, by the way. Yeah. Not yeah, the yeah. Mind, right? So I'm mm-hmm. using that in my work. And she pauses for a second and she goes, okay, if I tell her I don't like my job, she's my boss. So I dare not say this to her because she might think, well, you don't deserve to be here. And therefore we need to start looking for work for you, right? So she's very careful how she responds. Um, And then she said, yeah, it's okay. She didn't say anything about not liking it, right? So I said, well, let me tell you my observation. I've observed you for two weeks and these are the things that I've observed. You come to meetings, you're late, you're disengaged, you never smile, you're never happy. And I'm coming up with all these things. And she literally was like, you know, she just broke down at that point because nobody had probably ever said to her that this is what you're doing. And then I said to her, right, so am I right? And she goes, yeah, you're right. I don't like this, blah, blah, blah. And then she starts to go through the motions. And I'm like, okay, what exactly do you like doing? What gives you joy? And all of a sudden, in the space of two seconds, she lights up. Oh, I love doing anything to do with beauty and this and that and that. And I said, so why aren't you doing it? I don't know. Right. And we have this whole conversation about do this whilst you can but also work around all the beauty stuff that you want to do because that is what's going to give you the happiness, the excitement and everything that you need. So this is me working as a career doctor using some of my skills because the thing is, as a career doctor, this is what I often say, that I like it when people are strategically placed in the work that they were designed born to do. And if you're not, if the job you do doesn't align with the strengths, your passion, your talent, your abilities, then you're in the wrong job. And you will always underperform. You will show up in work, not creative, you won't add value, you would look forward to leaving, clocking off at five o'clock. You would just not love being in that environment. And so for me, I'm really passionate about people doing the work they do because it's just them showing up at work. Right? Right. Doing what you love. Now, as a career doctor, hmm. how do you tell an individual to like see who you are in that frame? Look at you. You know, just like you you you, you were talking about your colleague that you had a one-on-one with because our inability to like fragmented if I must use that uh, expression like this is who I am yes I do 95 but this is who I am I love this I love writing I love talking like I love uh, fashion or whatever as a career doctor how do you get that individual to see himself or herself 
and live. So I often use, and I'm sure you've heard this, the Johari window, right? Quite often, it's about the things that I see that you don't see. And that's your blind spot. So I tend to hone in on the blind spot. And that way, they can't deny it because other people have probably told them the same and I'm telling you the same, but they just don't see it. So I hone in on that. I also hone in on the unknown box. Remember the four quadrants. So you've got the facade, you've got the unknown, you've got the known and the blind blind spot. So in the she's unknown... Going, she, she's going professional with us now, guys. Come on in. Can you see me? <laughs> Let's hop in. <laughs> Can you see me moving from like HR to... <laughs> exactly. Go on. Go on. I love that. <laughs> so in the unknown box, right, this is stuff you don't know about you and stuff yeah. that no one else knows about you. And what I tend to say to people in that box is the only person who will tell you what's in that box is God, your source. That's the only person who will tell you. Because there are things you don't know about yourself and other people don't know about yourself. And it's that place of discovery about who you really are, right? And I say, you know, if you believe in God, these are the steps that you need to take. It's about finding out. But before, oops, sorry, I do apologize. Okay. Um, I've just set my alarm every day. Um, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Yeah, so it's about using those boxes to make people yeah. think about, okay, so I've just heard back that I'm good at this, this, this. So we go through the whole process. And at the end of it, you will leave thinking, why am I not using this? Why am I not doing this? And then I play on transitioning, right? Because what you tend to find is most people would say, oh, I don't I don't like my job. I found purpose. I found what I'm meant to be doing. Chuck it in and I'll go and suffer for two years while I'm building this whole thing about purpose. My, my thing is, don't do that, please. That's stupid. That really is stupid. What you should do is have a plan. So... We've seen that we've mapped, we've, we've got a career vision. So from that discussion about looking at the Johari windows, so you highlight the strengths, the weaknesses, your, um, you know, all the great things that you like doing, your passion, your, your, your story. So all those things come into play, right? Your story, your pain, um, things that you feel drawn to. So what are some of the solutions? What are the problems you see all the time? So you're the only one who's, no one else sees it, but you're the only one. So all those questions come out. And at the end, you're moving them into, right, you need to do something about this. Because clearly, where you are, you're not using any of this. You're not doing anything with it. And it's there for a purpose. So you've got to do something with it. Because you've got to solve someone else's problem with all of these things that you've got. So it's about how do you transition? How do you transition? Is looking at your, whether it's nine to five, and saying, okay, this is my nine to five, and I'm going to carry on doing it. But I've got a bigger picture. There's the vision. What does that look like? How how are we going to get there? When do you want to get there? What does it look like? And I get you to envision that place that you can imagine in your head. So I take you to a place where you're thinking it, you're feeling it, you can see it, you're sensing it, and you really want to get there. And what keeps you going is the fact that you've got so you've seen a picture of where you want to be. And it's so 
fascinating that you need, you must get there because you've painted that picture and you must, you know, you, you feel it already, you know it, you, you, you can almost like tell that this is where you want to be and how you're going to get there and all of that. So we then map out a journey. So stay doing what you're doing, whether you love it or not, is not the point. The point is it's getting, it's keeping you going right because what you don't want to do right. is leave it and then get end up frustrated doing the thing that you should be doing because it's possible that you leave what you're doing you know nine to five getting paid and then you go into this whole thing and then you're stuck and then there's no money and then you end up frustrated and you think really did god send me here <laughs> am i meant to be here and you start to question yourself <laughs> the reason why you're questioning yourself is because there isn't a strategic plan as to how to get to where you've seen right so that's how it works Kevin have you considered have you considered a career monologue or a career dialogue you know because listening to you now is like you just transported me into a room <laughs> and just like you know listening to Siri telling me certain things you know Siri and all that so have you considered that a career dialogue or a career monologue you, know, you just you, you know how these things work. You created and you're talking, and you, you, you people listening to you are just more or less transported into that dimension. It's like I never saw it like this before. Have you considered that? No, it's never even crossed my mind. <laughs> like, well, like the truth is, <laughs> you, you know, there, there, there's something about there's something about listening with a rap attention. You know. A lot of us don't like reading books. A good number of us don't like reading books. But imagine we like watching movies or we like listening to dialogues, you know. And there's something about listening to uh, a powerful dialogue. One, the narrator, the storyline. The narrator may take a boring story, so to say, but because of the way the narrator presents the matter, it it just ah, what's the right word to use now it creates that hunger I want to hear what she's going to say next he or she's going to say next and all that so you just talked about core principles of HR and you know career development and all that which some of us are like all those boring stuff that they can all that when we read them in books but listening to you presenting them just like please don't stop continue so I, I think you should consider it a career dialogue or a career monologue, you know, where you just talk, expressing yourself, you know, if this is just me talking, don't mind me, because that's what I just heard as in when you were talking, you know, you a know career I'm... monologue or a career uh, dialogue. <laughs> I'm just writing so, I think you should consider it, honestly, I think you should consider it. Yes, I've written it down. <laughs> now, have you thought of doing anything uh, aside uh, your career doctor? Like maybe in the movies? In uh, Yes, have you considered that a voiceover or something? So it's interesting you ask. So when we had at the height of COVID, um, we had... So I was saying that during COVID, so we had a break from church. And when we came back to church, we obviously couldn't have the same number of people in service 
Um, and so we had to be a bit more creative about how we have less people in, in church. And one of the things they thought of doing in terms of the announcements was that they would do a voiceover to do the announcements. And I was approached just out of, you know, I don't know, out of, I don't know what it was. But anyway, I was I was approached and I said, yep, fine, I'll do it. And I couldn't quite believe how good it was. I, I was quite surprised at and ever since then I've been thinking, hold on, maybe there's something I need to do about this voiceover thing because you know it's it's interesting how people say there's something about your voice. <laughs> there's something about your voice. I hear it all the time. There's something about your voice. You know, I leave a message, maybe voice note, and sometimes I've had and this is no word of a lie, right? I've had at least three people, at least in the last, say, six months, at least three people almost in tears because of a message I've left, whether it was to, yeah. so one of them, it was to just say thank you. Yeah. Um, but it was well thought through, so I thought about what I was going to say and I said it, and the person was literally almost in tears. Another one was, a, uh, I hope you're feeling okay, I haven't heard from you. And then the other one was just the general catch-up. And I've, it's just it just left me thinking, there must be something about my voice. And I've been asking this question about, you know, if people are getting the reactions yeah. they are, then there must be something that I need to be doing that I'm probably not doing or I can't see. Just like the Johari window that I mentioned to you before about the unknown, you know. So yeah, that's that's what I think. Going back to what you just said, I think it's a, it's a phase of your life. I think that's the next phase, you know, where you begin to like uh, harness the potential within your voice, you know, and mm. begin to like do those speaking voice overing and what have you, you know. And I, I think uh, this is just my opinion it will go it will reach more people it has an impact and i mean you know more people because imagine the reactions you've gotten over uh, a short period you know people listening to you just saying thank you or just checking up on you and what have you and it's like wow that voice bringing that message to me permit me to say it is angelic you understand it's like what else do i need my day is made you know and all that so i think it's something you should like you know uh harness yeah you know the next can you hear me okay can you hear me okay you doctor can me oh yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> what i think you know so before we let you go one last word for the audience. Wow. So one last word. All right. I, I think we can just quickly wrap it up. And uh, I was asking one last word from you for, 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 for the audience. One last word from you. Well, what I'm going to say for, to anyone who is who has been listening or who will listen to this um, is that if you are in a career that you absolutely do not like, you do not need to put up with it. You don't need to be in a job that you hate. 
You don't need to be in a job that you feel frustrated in. You don't need to be in a job where you just do for the sake of whether it's money, whether it's pay your bills, whether it's for whatever reason. You, that doesn't, that shouldn't be. You do have something to give. You do have something to offer. And so your job is to discover what is that perfect job that you would do at the level of God. When I say at the level of God, I mean that you are created in the image and likeness of God. And if that be the case, your your assignment or your the work that God has assigned you to do will be done at the level of the God that's operative inside of you. And therefore you can exist in the world of work and add value and be creative and be relevant and do all of those things. But it has to be the work that matches who you are, that matches your personality, your passion, your talents, your abilities. It has to be that. So you don't have to keep on going to work and hating what you do. There is a way out, would be my parting words. Yes, we've been talking with the career doctor, Kemi Oye, yes. We've been having a little bit of a uh, delay, you know, but she just gave her last words. And honestly, mm, you don't have to endure it. Just ask God for direction have that understanding and pursue that career yes it's been a wonderful time on the world the, the world cafe live show with dr kemi Oye. She, don't mind me i'm calling her that because she's a career doctor you know, it's been a wonderful privilege having you here and please don't say no when we call on you again you know to come share those uh, wonderful moments with us yes on the show thank you so much guys i have to let you go now but you know how we do it this is the world cafe live show and i am your host amakri isoboye i believe in the power of words why because it is the unit of creation till i come your way again bye for now some time it has been with you on the world cafe podcast today thank you for being there you can catch me up on my social media handles twitter facebook linkedin instagram all at amakri isoboye also you can get copies of my books a cocktail of words the color of words and my hr notebook on amazon and on roving heights online bookstores you can also subscribe to my youtube page at the same address. Yes, till we see you again. Bye for now.